Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Cheergating, Season 2, Episode 5, and my special guest today, once again, is Jared from BellyUpSports.com, and there's a specific reason I brought him back on this week and not later in the season. Uh, Why don't you say what up, Jared, and then let's hear your defense for uh, why you think Venom was a good movie. All right, what up, Rattlesnake? And first thing is, so... Ladies and gentlemen, before I – let's give you some context here. I am a huge Marvel nerd That's and comic fine. book nerd. Like I've been reading – I read the Deathstroke comic books religiously. My favorite superhero is Thor. I have Funko bobbleheads next to my head right now of Iron Man, Thor, Chewbacca, Deathstroke, Deadpool, Venom, whatever. But here's the thing. I am always skeptical because I have seen horrible movies. Like, I always make the joke that, like, my superheroes growing up were Lord of the Rings characters because the movies when I was growing up were so bad. Yeah. Yes, I'm taking a dig at Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. That movie, those should be burned. No, the worst, though, that you're not even going to mention is uh, the Fantastic Four. I'm, that's why I didn't mention it. Dude, dude. And then the second one with the rise of the Silver Surfer, like, how are you not, how are you going to kill the Silver Surfer like that? Well, I mean, it's Jessica Alba. That's the only excuse they have. Oh, man. Um, right, that's the only saving grace. Yeah, so here's the thing. I love Tom Hardy as an actor. 100%. I loved Bane. I loved him in Mad Max. I loved him in, um, what is that movie that got Leo the Oscar? Um, Revenant? The Revenant? Yeah. I, I, he's, he's, he's a very like multifaceted actor, and I love his work. I also kind of look like him a little bit, so maybe I'm a little biased that way. Do you actually kind of look like him, or are you just trying to, like, like, yeah, no, dude, I look like a very ugly hybrid of Travis Kelsey meets Tom Hardy. Dude, you have no idea how many people tell me I look exactly like a mix of Ryan Gosling and Brad Pitt. 
don't know if you're guessing me or not, but like, no, like seriously, like I came now that I just call my hair off. I literally look like Travis Kelsey meets an ugly version of Tom Hardy. Okay. Well, all right. Well, yeah, I'll but, have to uh, wait to see. I've seen yeah. photos. By the way, you didn't even name my favorite Tom Hardy role. Did you ever see the movie Bronson, 2008? I did not see Bronson. Go see Bronson. You'll respect him a million times more. The, the man is an acting genius. I heard he played, didn't he, he played like a criminally insane actor. Though. Yeah, a real, a real person, Charlie Bronson, the most expensive. He, uh, he was in prison in England, and he cost the state so much money from all the riots that they literally just let him go because they couldn't afford to keep him there anymore. That's actually wild. Weird. It's a crazy yeah. movie. Anyway, go on. Let's hear it. Venom. All right. So here's what – if you are familiar with the what they based the, this Venom on, it's based off the Lethal Protective comic, which came out in the early 1990s. And the whole base on the story is Venom strikes a deal with Spider-Man, but because of you know business rights, they can't say Spider-Man. So they kind of did the whole Life Foundation space rocket uh, mumbo-jumbo. Which was which bullshit, honestly, by the way. When I was watching the movie, I was sitting there waiting the whole time for Spider-Man. I was like, okay, well, where's Spider-Man? Well, here's the thing. They can't yet because Marvel hasn't been able to buy out Sony completely yet on the rights for the Spider-Verse. But I thought Disney owned it all now. That's the thing. Disney's literally been trying to acquire Venom and all these guys for years, but they can't because – they bought, that, But they bought Sony. Yeah. No, they bought out the rights for Spider-Man, but they don't own Sony. They own 20th Century Fox. Oh, So the problem is that Spider-Man would have been a great addition, but the issue – and that's why they took the spider off of Venom's chest is because they couldn't do it legally. Okay. So honestly, before we go any further, with the amount of handicaps they had, it just should give you even more credit how good the movie was. Because honestly, it could have been so much worse with all the handicaps, and they did a pretty good job saving grace. The Life Foundation rocket kind of – you can kind of get away with it because you've seen the space travel stuff in yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't mind the backstory at all. That, and I love Tom Hardy. Do you want to hear why it was terrible? I, I'm. I'm almost getting to my point. Okay. Here, and then I'll let you go. Well, you read the art. You read my review on Sharegaming.com. I read your review, and I was a little like, and I'm not saying it was the the same thing I've read from like a thousand people who didn't like the movie. But like, I just I disagree because like the thing is when I look at it. They did Venom. Yes, it should have been rated R. That is by far what should have happened. But it, it it was not bad enough where like it really hindered the movie. Like, yeah, okay, you would have shown a couple guys getting their heads bitten off. Great, whatever. But that's worth, what, a million or two extra of like kids who were like 13 and 10 going to see it? I had a kid who was seven years old next to me watching the movie while I was in the theater. So Yeah, but you could look at the success that Deadpool had. But it's and that was rated R. It's, yeah, I know. But Deadpool, a lot of his rated R humor, like Deadpool, you need to see a bullet fly through a guy's head to get how sadistic he is. Venom, you you can go to the imagination with him because he's such – it's so blatantly obvious. He's a head-eating alien symbiote monster. And they made him intimidating and strong and like almost like a big slimy – By the, like, by the like, way, did you like the meme I created for Instagram? I did. It, That's it a funny me. meme. That's a funny meme. It is a funny meme, but like you know, like I mean, Venom right now is my background on my phone. So like I, I'm like I, I bought into this movie 100. percent Dude, that was a. I, I feel like that meme didn't get enough credit, by the way. And for all of our listeners who maybe haven't seen the meme, but I doubt that if you're a listener to Chair Gaining podcast, you gotta follow Chair Gaining Instagram. It's a meme. 
of a scene from the movie where he's talking about how he'll eat the head right, uh, eat the face right off the head of this character. And then I put underneath it, I just hope the audience has a great imagination with our PG-13 rating. Perfect. Well, Perfectly well, summed up. Here's the great thing, though. And I make this, I make that, like, when I argue about video games going into new generation, new gens, the same thing. With Venom, this was a new experience. Like, you had a guy who was, like, like it wasn't like Deadpool, where they've been pulling for this movie for years. It was a very popular anti-hero. And they played him like an anti-hero. My two big concerns, and this is the only two things that I honestly wish they could have changed, they could have had Riot in the movie for a little longer, the other symbiote. I would have loved to see in the other symbiotes. I wish they didn't die off. But besides that, like you can always, you know, change that up. You could always, you know, say, oh, Riot didn't really die, he survived. It's or like like now they get they have possibly possibly have Carnage coming back. And the other one was rated R rating. But besides that, I personally loved it because I've read Lethal Protector. I love the way it's done. They make Venom almost a sarcastic, kind of wise-ass. Right, which they could have done very, just like they did with Deadpool, make it rated R, and it would have worked better in my opinion. I think, you know what, like, you know, Venom 2, because they're going to do it. They they. By the way, spoiler Venom. alerts for all of our listeners. If any further, if you haven't seen Venom, maybe skip ahead a little bit. Because, yeah, uh, just, just go, just go ahead to when me and Matt argue about Miami in about like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I would say though, honestly, like I said in my review in, at Chairgating.com, was the the end of the movie in the post credit scene with Woody Harrelson. I was like, that honestly made me more excited for a sequel than this movie. I, you know what, and you know what's so great? I loved the little reference to She Venom when. Uh, when Anne ha- like took a hold of Venom to save like Eddie, I also liked you know when they're in the elevator and Venom calls him a pussy and it, right. it's just it's right. stuff like that. But that, that would acts like Venom. But they like, just did it for a second and you're like oh ha 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 and then it's just back to a normal well, action he's movie. He's not as funny as Deadpool. Venom is just a freak. I know, but like, it was that's... just like it was such a subpar Marvel movie. And if it would have come out for from DC, people would have been tearing it apart, and that's just not fair. Here's the thing: I actually, so I I was doing a rank. My mom was asking me how it was. I came home from the gym. I went, literally went to see it, and then went to the gym afterward. Like, oh, tough guy. So, we got a, we got a tough guy over here, guys. I was so amped up. It was a great movie. T- we got Tom Hardy over here at the gym. Oh, eat it. Um, <laughs> I like like the thing is like. I came home. She's like, "How was it?" I'm like, "Honestly, it was probably one of my top five favorite superhero movies." Get the fuck out of here! Get the yeah. fuck out of here! You are never yeah. welcome back on this podcast again. You're I'm done. I'm telling you, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. No, no, I no. Thought about going back to the Southbury movie theater because it was eight dollars for a ticket. Even though I'm like trying to save money to buy a new car, I was literally thinking about going back into the movie theater after I got back from the gym to go see it again because I loved it that much. Jesus. Christ, no. I've only done that with two movies this entire year. Thor Ragnarok, when I finally saw it in February. Yes, and that was that, amazing. And the comedy with uh, Jeremy Renner and Ed Helms, Tag, which, I, by the way, I highly recommend. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's got a great story. Yeah, I love it. I wrote a great review on it on chairgain.com also. Um, yeah. So those are the only two movies I've ever rewatched a couple hours later. Venom is one of those movies which I wish I did because I love. I don't. It I don't understand where this is coming from because the other two movies you just named were good movies. This was well, not. Listen, you didn't. You want to hear my top five ranking superhero movies? Yeah, I'd Avengers love to hear. Infinity War is even in it, of my favorites. Which ones? 
Avengers Infinity War is number six of my favorites. Dude, Infinity War is like 10, maybe, for me. Maybe 11. Well, the thing is, it was so emotionally manipulative. My, my favorite superhero, Thor, comes in and absolutely beats everyone's butt. Wait, what's but, Thor? Right? Thor, in, when he comes in in Infinity War with Stormbreaker and starts killing everybody. Oh, right, right. I thought you were... Okay, what's the number one movie? Number one, my favorite superhero movie of all time is Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we were like just listening to MCUs, but no, 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 no. I bounce both ways here. Uh... Like, if, if they do a Deathstroke solo movie, and it's great. It'll go in this too because he's my second favorite super comic book character. Well, they keep goes... they keep referencing that they might do one. Yeah, so. he's gonna be in Suicide Squad too, which I'm so excited about. But dude, Suicide Squad. Get... I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind the movie. It was ugh, but like, it was. I think also one of the problems with Venom is like why like you know it got such a high rating from fans. It was like an eighty six percent for like fan like for fan whatever the like the rates like audience like right reviews. right on Rotten Tomatoes and people like are like raving about it. And it's because critics and I think you're doing the same thing here. You objectively you can't look at a movie like this objectively as much as you could like a Christopher Nolan film or and. Sometimes, like, because if you look for the like, all, like the symbolism, like all the deep, intricate things, and you just don't realize it's an alien monster fusing with a loser, giving him a second chance at life, him saving the world, and the alien kind of turning semi good, and then there's a little kind of almost like a buddy cop feel to it, like. Yeah, but that's just that's just that's, that's not like, a fair assessment though because you do that with every movie. I go into every movie thinking, okay, this is a an absurd storyline, right? Because the Venom was just like Upgrade which came out earlier this year. It was very very similar. Almost identical movies and upgrade was light years better the humor in it was better the action in it was better the cinematography was better and honestly the acting was better tom hardy in venom was a good actor no doubt and tom hardy's always a good actor tom hardy's the only reason this movie was decent i would give this movie like a c or a c minus uh, my fiance she also really liked it but i mean i <laughs> so you are having the same opinion as my uh, fiance, who also thinks Frozen's the best movie. Okay, well, listen, no offense to you, I would never say that ever again. Um, and Alshon Jeffrey just scored a touchdown update. Um, God damn, the game already started. We were trying to get this podcast done before the game started, and we're still talking about Venom. Because uh, for all your listeners, um, your boy over here is a very, very rabid Philadelphia Eagles fan. Like, I'm actually getting an Eagles logo tattooed on my chest in <laughs> in January. So, like, that's happening. But, yeah, no. Hey, so, good listen, for you. Matt, I, Congratulations. Will admit, I do have a slight bit of fan bias on this. I will, like, throw a little. But, like, I was so skeptical because I was waiting for Sony to F this up because they screwed up amazing the first Spider-Man trilogy. So, I was so – and, like, they, and, like, they just – I never trust Sony with anything. Right, right. But I was really surprised. I sat there. I'm munching popcorn. I'm watching the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you God. know what's – so, okay, number one, I think that's – there lies the problem is uh, you were skeptical going in. I was hyped up going in. I was excited to see Tom Hardy in the MCU or at least just Marvel in general. And um, so maybe that well, is a bit. I wasn't of it. like as skeptical as like a movie critic would be. I was like, I was like, I was not. I was like, I was optimistically cautious. I was hyped up. I, I've been hyped up on it. I was like, dude, 
I don't know why people are down on this. It's Tom Hardy playing Why are you sharing like, Venom. all this? I don't, we're not friends on Facebook, which I'm a little offended of about. But I don't, like, I don't use Facebook. I don't really fuck oh, with Facebook. Oh, wow. You're so cool. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've, been so, I've been hyped for this movie. But then when I heard the trailers, I was like, uh. I heard the reviews. I was like, what? Okay. So I didn't really uh, – I don't really look at reviews or anything for movies. I, well, I, I heard like – I'm on YouTube and I follow Ranker, I follow Looper, I follow Watch Mojo, and there were so many things. And IGN, why was Venom so bad? Why was I'm like, oh god, what happened? I watched the videos. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm like, you know, I have to go see this movie for myself. And then I asked a couple of my friends who went and saw it on opening weekend. They're like, dude, it's great. I don't know what they're tell they're talking about. I'm all like, right. all right, so we'll, we'll see it. I mean, I think it, I think, like, I think it's really shit. nice that um, that you have friends from the like the short bus ride from your neighborhood to the school. And it's nice that they let them go to the theaters every once in a while. Tell your friends that's, that's really sweet. And I'm glad they go to the theater. Listen for, this is coming from a guy who's like city generally has an average IQ of like 70. So I mean, (laughs) you know, you live in, you live in the Dallas area, right? Like I think, no, no, I don't live in the Dallas area. Are you kidding me? I would slit my wrist. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm busting your stones. You're from Texas, though. Half that water supply is like poison. <laughs> Listen, I'm from liberal, liberal ass Connecticut. And I'm technically conservative. I'm like, a, I'm like a man behind enemy lines. Well, I think here. anybody over there is considered conservative. Yeah, I'm. I'm technically conservative, like, but I like, you know, I, I lean like, I lean left on like social issues, like gay marriage and marijuana right, and stuff right. like that. So more like, libertarian. I'm a libertarian. Right. You yeah. don't screw up my life, I won't screw up Right, right. I get, that. I get that. I get that. All right, how are you bringing this back to Venom, though? All right, so you know what? All I'm saying is because you made a short bus joke with my friends. Like, my <laughs> friends, like, yes, the guy who went and saw was a meathead, but, like, you know what? Like, you got to just appreciate Venom for what it was. It was All a right. good popcorn Marvel movie. I, I equate it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team Team ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather be ready for anything go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready or the first one. I loved it, but like people were like, oh, it's okay. It's not great. It it's is okay. okay. It's not great. But you know what? Like to me, I loved it. I will honestly recommend it to anybody, but the thing is, it's a 50 50 shot. They're going to like it or not. It's like me saying that Carson Wentz eventually will be a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I sound Oof. like a nutcase, but 20 years from now, I may be right. So like yeah. it's, it's like one of those like 50 50 shots. It, it depends like on it the system. Not. It depends on the system he's in and. Yeah, I mean that. Listen, Doug look, that's possible. Coaching and the kid's gonna be a hall of fan. Right, that's but, possible. Like, that one I could actually understand, but I digress. As I wear my authentic Carson Wentz jersey as we're talking, <laughs> I would say uh, one last thing. 
you were talking about how you watch certain YouTube uh, movie review channels. I don't know if you follow either of these channels, and I shouldn't just give out, out like free shout-outs, but I would definitely recommend Chris Stuckman, number one, and Jeremy Jans, number two. I've heard Jeremy Jans before. On YouTube. Uh, Chris Stuckman is probably the best. Jeremy Jans, similar reviews. He's a little bit more funny and upbeat. Those two are the best um, movie reviewers, and they're really the only people I listen to when it comes to movie reviews. I don't always agree with them. That's not me saying like I'm a diehard but from what I've watched and read, I like those guys the best. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah st- let's get to college football quick. You still my lost. You still lost nothing. this argument. It's fine. Um, I won't hold that I want against the you. Venom was a great movie. Rattlesnake. You're not going to talk. Well, me you know out of what? This. How about how about once again we'll have the audience be uh, the final judge of this, and they can go watch the movie, and then they can respond to Belly Up or Chairgate. What's your Twitter handle? Why don't you give a plug for your Twitter? My Twitter handle is at Jared underscore Klim. It what might be changed down the line to Jared Belly Up, depending on how this direction goes. But <laughs> right now, it's Jared okay. underscore Klim. So, so anybody that has him. anything to say, hit him up. However you want. Uh, if but you saw the movie and you liked about it, the Venom movie like right after I saw it, like I literally said, the Venom movie was awesome. Like I, I would like. <laughs> I, I literally, was in, I was in the bathroom at my gym tweeting about it. I was so That's upset. perfect. Okay. So, we wrapped up Venom. Now let's actually talk about what this podcast is about, which is college football. And I wanted to start a new segment this week. So, we're going to go ahead and jump right into something that I think we're going to be calling Applause or Frauds. And so, what that means is each week we're just going to look at the top 25. And each, me and the guests, we're going to have maybe one or two that we say is an applaud, deserves applause, like they're really good, they're at a good rank, or maybe should be higher, and then frauds, teams like Michigan State, who should have never even been ranked. So, you want to start this out? Who's who's your applause? Who do you think well, uh, deserves their spot and maybe higher? Let, let me uh, hear your argument from Miami. <laughs> okay, first <laughs> off, my first applause is Texas. I know you're going to hate me for this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. I would love to hear this. Before you rattlesnake, before you blow up, I'm kidding. I meant I meant Florida. Okay, like, thank I God. I was pleasantly surprised how they played this weekend. <laughs> I was blown away. I was watching that game while trying to console myself from watching Miami get their butt kicked for three quarters by Florida State. And like, I was so because I thought I've been. How many times have I told you this year that LSU is like a team that's like the team that's going to knock off Alabama. Right. I told you right, eight or nine yeah. times. Yeah. And LSU came out late a goose egg. And they made the freshman quarterback look like a freshman. And Florida, it, it might be a fluke. I'm just saying 13 is a perfect ranking for them. Uh, 14 is a perfect ranking for them. I still think LSU is a better team, but putting them right behind LSU at 14 is a great spot. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty fair spot. Um uh, let's see. I'm trying to, I'm just looking down and I, I'm trying to figure out. Also who... Kentucky, baby. I believe in the Wildcats. I mean, so you're going to give applause to Kentucky after their loss? <laughs> Listen, you got to realize I am like the biggest sarcastic jackass on the planet. You... So like, especially when it comes to college football, like I still think Notre Dame's a fraud, even because I think Stanford's a oh joke. Oh my god, I know, right? It's driving me crazy. And I really, I, I am so mad they took Miami off the schedule. One butt kicking and they chicken out and take them off the schedule. It's weird though. It's like 
every team, like Virginia Tech was my last hope to beat them, and then they whoop them. So I'm like, am I just wrong? Are they actually legit this year? Um, no, well, Virginia Tech's the most inconsistent team in college that's, football. That's true. But and I, like, I, I'm I, really hoping the bad one shows up so Nikozi Perry gets a nice little like warm-up game before the ACC title game. Um, I will say my applause. I'm going to go ahead right now and give it to – I got two of them. I'm going to give my first one to UCF. They are ranked underneath Texas, even though they've won, what, 17 or 18 straight games? Well, listen, as much as I would love to give credit to Pat, here's why I don't count. I only count, like, I have a philosophy about counting last year's stats. Yeah, Unless look, you won the national title look, or you flipped right, the that's fair. completely, I don't that, count it. That's fair. All right, I shouldn't count the last year, but that's true. But they're still undefeated. I mean, they're the yeah, lowest. The second best team in Florida is still undefeated, I know. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. And then my second applause, I would go ahead and give to the Aggies. I think they never even should have dropped out of the ranking. I knew they were always a top 25 team, and they took down Kentucky, who's also a really good team. So I'm glad that they're back in the ranking. I I hate the Aggie cult. It's tough for me to say that. But you just being about this, you, like it's like it's like like the Jim Jones cult. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's it's kind of scary to give them that kind of validity. But I gotta be unbiased here. I gotta be honest. They really, really are a good team. And yeah. uh, I'm giving them applause for getting back into the ranking. Okay, let's hear your frauds. You got any frauds for us? All right. First off, it is my first one where I talked about sort of it is number five Notre Dame. Right. Holy crap. Are you kidding me? Okay, first off, Stanford is a joke this year. The Pac-12 by itself. Is Stanford even ranked? No, they're not. No, they're, they're not ranked. anymore because they've, yeah, they're they've ranked, fallen because off. Because they're not a good team this year. This is – um, what is what is the coach of Stanford? It's going to kill me. I can't remember his name right now. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> the, David, like, David uh, Shaw? David Shaw, right? brags about this guy all the time. David but, Shaw. You know, but anyway, this is his worst team he's had since, since – this is the worst team Stanford's had since before Andrew Luck got there. And I, I, I legitimately think that they're going to keep losing games. I think Washington and Oregon are superior teams to them, even though Oregon lost a nail-biter to them. I think that if you play that game again, Oregon wins. Okay. Okay, do you have any like, other frauds? Like I said in my article, if I think Miami and LSU played again, I think Miami wins. It's like – it was like uh... – like, Listen, I have a point about this. We'll get to it later. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into that. <laughs> Just trust me. You're going to hear, like, I'm going to drop a sweet knowledge bomb on you, bro. Okay, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Okay, but because I've been, like, I, like the other thing is, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have, don't remember from last time I'm here, I'm a big Hurricanes fan, but I'm also the most down. – I'm also, like, an, a football nerd. So when I say something about a team, generally I have some stuff behind it. Okay. The thing is, Notre Dame, I love their new quarterback. I think he's a great player, but here's the problem. Their team is so one-dimensional. It's all passing now. Now Josh Adams is now playing for my Eagles and not even playing because he's garbage. But, like, I just think Notre Dame, like, they haven't played a true test yet. West Virginia is the most inconsistent team in college football, and Stanford's a joke. I would love to see them if they had Miami still on the schedule or if they had – if they had USC. Did they play USC this year? Who? Notre Dame? They always play USC, don't they? Okay, so like I want to see them play USC because I think USC is going to climb back into the top 10 event, the top 25 eventually. Oof, I, think it's- I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't Honestly, I have no idea. But yeah, you know what? Okay, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see about that. I think that Notre Dame's a joke, though. I don't think they deserve to be a college man, I mean, I think, I think Syracuse could even upset them. That would be hilarious, by the way. Yo, I love Syracuse football. I hate them for basketball because I'm a Tar Heels fan for right. basketball. I, I agree with you on that one. 
Yeah, I just love them for football because like they're underdogs, and also my boy McNabb played for them for a Ooh, while. Ooh, nice, nice, nice shout out. Okay, any other frauds? Um, Notre Dame. Just Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame. so I will say for my frauds, uh, number one, it's funny you mentioned Oregon because I'm gonna say Oregon is my biggest fraud. It's ranked at 17. Uh, I anybody in the pack, number one, I'm gonna be probably calling you out as a fraud. Just because the whole pack is not good, they lost to Stanford in overtime, and, and you know I'll give them that. But guess what? Stanford's not even ranked anymore. So yeah. other than that, I mean, what's their? They beat Cal, the worst team in the pack. They beat San Jose State oh, by Cal. not much points. Right? Remember when Cal had like so many pro players on the yeah. roster? Yeah, and it was just like this like unfair advantage they had. They had Lynch. They had Deshaun Jackson at one point. There, Aaron Rodgers it was like. It's like a it's like a Pro Bowl roster. I'm like and I'm like upset because like you know they used to be such a good team and they just can't recruit anymore. They had Jared Goff two years ago. Come on, but I mean. So anyway, yeah, that's what I, I would say. Oregon is the biggest frauds. They're ranked and and they're ranked above twenty. Look, I get they're a one loss team. If you want to try to rank them, even though you're not gonna rank Stanford, that's fine. I understand the argument, but you can't put them above twenty. Come on, they're not that good. And then yeah, they're not. I, they're 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 that that I said this. About Oregon, they're an underwhelming team. They have a great quarterback, but that's it. Right. This isn't like the Chip Kelly Oregon teams that but, can literally just outrun everybody. But that's but the like, yeah, it's the pack. You know, that's all they need the is pack. a good quarterback. Like put, they're gonna play that. I would honestly say you put the pack any of these Pac-12 teams in the ACC, even not even the SEC, the ACC, which is like right. the second. Yeah, I, I think is the second best conference in football. I think I would agree with you on that one. This I, I, this I year, this year, that, like I would take. Miami, Clemson, West Virginia, and NC State. I mean, no, Virginia Tech and NC State over any Pac-12 team. Yeah, this year, I would say. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a conference. I'm unbiased when it comes to conferences. People this year have been giving me so much shit about SEC bias, which you is just literally hilarious. The SEC, you literally, like, rip. I mean, we all both agree that Big Ten is a joke besides Ohio State. But, right. like, I don't think Penn State should be ranked that high either. But, like, you know what? I'll give them more time to prove that they're an elite program. Shout out James Franklin. I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. And it happened It happened to be at the very time that I come into Belly Up Sports and college football starts, and there's a shit ton of Big Ten fans there. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy from Texas that's just, like, writing articles like, hey, Big Ten, you fucking suck. Go die. The SEC's better. And they're like, uh, what? So uh, you know what's so funny? It's like I I'm a big I'm also you know I'm a big smack talker. I try to keep my mouth shut during games, but the second the game's over, I start opening fire. But right. like that's like the way I am because I like focusing on the game. I try to stay off like message boards, social media, whatever. Unless we're up by thirty. Shout out NFC title game last year. <laughs> uh, but like that's that's the way I am. So you know I, I do agree with you about that. I but uh, let's get into the next segment because I, I I got some uh, I one got last some, uh, one last fraud. This is a – look, this this fraud's interesting. It's Texas, okay? No surprise there. They're ranked number nine. And I did think that was a really high jump for, like – I mean, yes, it, but – But let me – okay, I, let me break this down. Let me break this down. Yeah. And then see if you can find holes. So, you know, they opened the season with a loss to Maryland and a bad loss at that. Well, I mean, pretty bad. It, it was – it was pretty decisive. They were losing most of the game. So they they opened it once again to Maryland. And then week two, they beat Tulsa 
but by seven points. I mean, Houston just beat Tulsa by worse, and Houston had a terrible game. So that is not impressive. And then they beat the ranked, number 22 ranked USC. USC is not ranked anymore, by the way, right? Yeah, US- and then And then they beat number 17 TCU. Guess what? TCU is not ranked anymore. And then they beat Kansas State 19-14. to Kansas State might be the worst team in the Big 12 this year. And then I Kansas is worse, but we'll, we'll debate Well, that we're going to find out soon. And then, uh, on top of that, they just beat number 7 Oklahoma um, pretty, pretty decisively, except for Oklahoma's comeback in the fourth quarter. And look, that is the one win that I'm giving them. But here's the deal. That is an intense, intense historic rivalry. Right? In 2015, yeah. they beat Oklahoma when they didn't even have a winning record and Oklahoma was nationally ranked. So that can happen any given year. Not to mention Tom Herman beat Oklahoma with Houston. Okay? So I'm, yeah. I'm, I, it's just like they're giving so much credit to Texas before anything. And it's because it's UT and they know how much money is involved in a top 10 ranking for them. Whereas what I was saying about UCF, who clearly is unstoppable... They don't. They're they're giving the. They don't give them the benefit of the doubt like they do for the Longhorns, and it, it just irritates me. So should Texas be ranked because they're they only have one loss? Absolutely. Should they be in the top fifteen? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Should they be in the top ten? I don't think so. And I think they're gonna lose, and they're gonna have to drop. And last but not least, I'll just say my honorable mention is Cincinnati. It's really cool seeing them in at 25. Hey, leave, leave, leave my Bearcats alone, okay? No, I'm saying honorable mention for applause. Okay. Um, no, I like seeing them in, man. They're undefeated. Like, give them some damn respect. Brian Kelly left them so high and dry. It's yeah. to see them recovering. Exactly. Put some goddamn respect on the Bearcats. This year, they are undefeated. There are three undefeated teams in the American East. Three. But then again, that that conference has three really good teams and a bunch of garbage. I will say this year, uh, it's a bit of a flip flop because this year the American West is in a down year because Houston and Memphis are not doing very hot. But the East, UCF, USF, and Cincinnati are undefeated. There's no yeah. other division with three undefeated teams, so. There's no, there's barely any conferences. Exactly. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. I, that's my honorable mention is Cincinnati. Oh yeah. By the way, another five and O team with the with some of the best uniforms in college football. Colorado. Shout out. Yeah. Okay. Put frauds on that one. Anyway, uh, let's go into our commercial break right now, and then we're gonna come back with the last segment to wrap it up. I promise this wasn't going to be a long episode, but because you're on this fucking episode, of course it's going to be longer than expected. Uh, I talk. What do you expect from me? My, <laughs> I, my, first pod, my first podcast comes out in like two weeks, and I guarantee it's going to be like two hours long. Jesus Christ! You're probably not. You're probably not wrong, actually. Um, so well, I, this... I got Brian Lynch coming down. Another belly up shot. He's Ooh. coming down this weekend. He's going to help me set up everything. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, all right, well. This week, I just want to mention, we have real sponsors, real advertisements. So I'm not going to be doing a skit like I always do. And I know you're going to be upset about that, audience, because my skits are fucking awesome. But we have some real sponsors that I want to give shout-outs to. And uh, we're going to be right back after this break. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Do you play fantasy sports? Of course you do. With roughly $7 billion being earned this year in fantasy football, why not earn some easy money in the most lucrative online gambling? I highly recommend using Pro Football Focus. This site breaks down every stat at every position for every single player in the game. With a PFF Edge subscription at only $9.99 a month or $39.99 a year, it gives you the edge to make the easiest money possible. And you can finally enjoy just watching football rather than always stressing about your lineup. Go to chairgating.com right now, subscribe by hitting the green link, and you can think of it as an investment because you will make so much more money back. PFF Edge, try it today. If you live in Texas like me, beach season never really ends. And if you got some extra LBs to lose also like me, but not seeing all the results you want to see when you're hitting the gym, you gotta try the best new pre-workout, Zeus Juice. This company is blowing up right now, but all their prices are still crazy low. They got all the flavors you'd want, like fruit punch, orange burst, blue raz, watermelon, but you gotta get it while it's hot before everybody else hops on this trend. And if those prices aren't low enough for you, I got good news. Just go to ZeusJuiceOnline.com right now, type in coupon code BELLYUP10OFF. Don't miss this great opportunity to get the best new workout product on the market today. All right, welcome back. Hope everybody enjoyed those actual, real uh, sponsors for the first time. And hope everybody goes to bellyupsports.com and checks out more about those sponsors and the links. So, once again, in this segment, I'm going to just run through my college football biggest losers from last weekend, like I, like I always like to do. But we're going to run through it quick because we're both running behind on our schedules. So... Number one, I had Michigan State, right? I've been saying it all year that they're the biggest dead horse, but I gave it to you in this one because it's just right. I am beating a dead horse. The only reason, though, that I'm gonna talk about it is because I've been saying this all fucking season, and Big Ten fans will try to you know brush it off or ignore the argument or say, well, you know, they only had one blah 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 blah. No. They just lost by 10 to Northwestern. Northwestern lost to Akron. They're garbage. They've always been garbage. Uh, Number two, for my biggest losers, I'm going to go ahead and say Syracuse, which is really unfortunate because I've been promoting the the ACC this year, and I've been saying Syracuse looks like a legit team. Well, 
I mean, they just lost to Pitt, and there's no there's no getting around that. That's just it's a fact that you shouldn't lose to Pitt, and you did. So they're my number two. Number three, <clears throat> it's not a surprise here, but Kansas State, and they're they're a loser all season. They're just a really really bad team, arguably the worst in the Big Twelve. But you know what? They just lost to Baylor. That's yeah. that's bad. I mean that. That right there, that's why you made my list for biggest losers. After that, we kind of have a little thing going where it's SEC contenders. And I put that on there because LSU, Kentucky, and Auburn all lost. And those were like serious contenders. I still think they are. I just think it's going to no, be... No, no, they are. Get back. Exactly. It's, it's not over for them, but I'm putting them on biggest losers because like... When Alabama and Georgia are your competition to claim the conference, like one slip-up could be all it takes. And Kentucky was the best chance against Georgia, and LSU and Auburn were suspected to be the best chances against Alabama for the East and the West. Yeah. And all three lost this weekend. It's like, how did that happen? That All three of those possible contenders lost in one weekend. Granted, they all lost um, to SEC opponents, which is funny. So, the, in the article, roughly, I'm going to say something like, just like water, the SEC always seems to balance itself out. They do this all the time. If you're not Alabama, everybody else, they beat each other up. They'll all have one or two losses, and they'll be in-conference losses. So, number four, like I said, SEC contenders. And um, is that four or five? That's four. That's four, right? Yeah, that's four. What was my number five? Um. Oh, that's right, Miami, Miami. I want to hear this because I'm gonna absolutely blow it to shreds. <laughs> you probably will. You probably will. I'm just being a hater, really. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they they barely beat Florida State. There's not really anything else to say. They beat them by one point. Florida State is garbage. They are straight trash. I understand it's a rivalry game, but dude, Florida State is so fucking bad. I, I, okay, they're not as bad as Louisville, so I shouldn't say that bad. I was going to say they're the Rutgers of the ACC, but they're not. Louisville is this year. No, they're more like the uh, the Arkansas of the ACC. That's not a bad comparison. I would, I might even give them Ole Miss, honestly. Um, I give Arkansas. Arkansas played a better game. Yeah, okay. So, and then last but not least, just as an honorable mention, I, I wanted to throw out uh, Rutgers. Yeah. And I know they're not a biggest loser because they keep losing, which is what everyone expects. Shout out to the back of quarterback, my former co-host, Rob Natolo. <laughs> but I've been I, saying it. He was my former co-host at Southern when he used to play there. He used to host a show with me, so he's my boy. So All right, well, I mean, look, no disrespect to him personally, but I've been saying he, it all he, year. He's a better quarterback than their starter, but it's whatever. I've been saying it all year. Rutgers is the worst college football team that is uh, technically P5. And so they're not necessarily a biggest loser week after week because we just expect them to lose week after week. But when you lose to Illinois 17-38, to you're an honorable mention. So guess what? Every week now, they're going to be an honorable mention for me until they win a game uh, as biggest losers. And that's just how it's going to be. And I don't need to explain why. You just see them and you're like, yep, that makes sense. Biggest loser, honorable mention. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and defend Miami 
against Florida right. State, well, and you have a plug. biggest winner this week. And here's a wait. What? It's, it's you said more, they're your biggest winner. The scoreboard. No, this hold up. Hold up. You said they're the biggest winner. I think they're one of my biggest winners. They gotta be two. Oh my Here's why. God. Oh right, my so God. I want to by the I way, want to by the way, before before you say anything, just so the audience knows, this is the same Tom Hardy lookalike motherfucker that put Venom in his top five best comic book movies. Go on, please. Favorite, not best. Favorite. <laughs> all right, go on. Let's hear you. Let's hear your argument right. for why so this was actually I want to a good. Refresh thing. all your memories to last year's Miami loss to Pittsburgh. I watched that game live. I threw a couple beer bottles. I was very. I do remember that game actually. Yeah. Okay. So Pittsburgh was only up seven. Tw- was only up seventeen to seven at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Malik Rozier, in his infinite stupidity, overthrew Jeff Thomas, one of the best big play threats in college football right now, and that is a fact. That is even an opinion. The dude's a boss. The dude played in a sprain of ACL the entire game and still cooked up almost hundred yards against Florida State. That's pretty good. Anyway, before I go on a, a fan rant, here's what I'm going to say. Malik Rozier. <laughs> Continued to throw interceptions, then got benched. The backup came in, went three and out, three and out. Pitt scored again. Miami was down 24-7, and then they lost. And they scored late. I think Malik Rozier threw a ball to like Jeff Thomas at the end or something. I can't remember. It was on a, it's, it's like a dark memory for me. Anyway, then he lost to not only Clemson, which honestly Clemson was just a better team. Then he lost to a honestly overrated to me Wisconsin team last year. What I want you all to realize is that Nicozy Perry was down 27-7 to at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Dude rips off. Yes, granted, there were some turnovers, but Miami was forced to turn over against Pitt, too. It wasn't like the turnover chain went dormant that game. Wait, but, which game are you talking about when they're down 27-7? to Against Florida State, they were down 27-7 to at the beginning of the fourth quarter. At the beginning of the fourth quarter? At the end of the third or beginning of the fourth, they were down twenty-seven to seven before they scored that first touchdown coming back. No, no. Yeah, they, they were down. They were down twenty-seven to seven at one point. No, it says uh, Florida State seven in the first quarter, and then uh, thirteen in the second. Miami scored seven in the second, and then third quarter Miami scores fourteen and Florida State scores seven. So I'm trying to know because they were down. Tw- no, I remember they were down by. They were down twenty-seven to seven. Like I'm looking I, at the score, man. Like, Hold on, I'm like, I'm are you, gonna th- get are you sure you're not thinking of maybe like halftime? I'm looking back because, like, honestly, like, I, I still like because this is why I actually put my article because I was like, like, I was ranting about this. Or maybe in the third quarter, they yeah, were... I think in the third quarter they're down twenty seven. Okay, I think I think you're right about that. And then he made the yeah. comeback in the third quarter. Yeah, they started. Right. In the I just want to make sure we we get our ripped. facts straight. Yeah, I know they were, right. and then it was it wasn't like because Miami's offense has been known to sputter. They have uh-huh. great running backs. They have good receivers because, you know, they just recruit speed like it's nobody's business. The problem is their quarterbacks are all garbaggio. Come on, Jacoby Harris? Like, do we really have to go back to that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's Miami. It's not a quarterback city. It's a speed yeah. city. Come but on. Nicozy Perry is the first five, five-star five quarterback recruit they've had since Ken Dorsey. Or I think it was, he was a four-star or something like that. They, he's like since like he's the first like top-tier quarterback Dude, recruit. Dude, that, that is sad. Not really. They were just honestly the head coaching situation after um, what's his name left was just bad. Well, Bush it's Davis. sad for Miami. Is what I'm saying. Bush Davis. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Nikozi Perry, a redshirt freshman, in his second start, not only against in a rivalry game where emotions are running high, his best receiver is already injured and playing injured. Dude rips off three touchdown drives, no interceptions. 
gets them to up one, and then comes in again and manages the game to get the clock to run off. Doesn't, like, get all jumpy and throw a, p- a stupid pick. The kid handled himself like he was, he like he had been there before. And as a Miami fan, it was like the, the heavens opened up. After two, three years of watching Brad Kaya and Malik Rozier routinely screw up in the, in the clutch situations, this kid has a clutch gene. And not only is he a mobile quarterback, but he's a mobile quarterback who runs to throw. So, like, he'll get out of the pocket to throw the ball down the field, where Rozier, the second he put his head down, it's over. He's running. And that's another thing. Like, I, I, I go into this. I actually wrote a story about this. Check it out. Belly of Sports. It's Malik Rozier, the supercharger car reference there to Miami's offense. Okay. Miami was like a a souped-up Camaro that had a Toyota Prius engine in it with Malik Rozier. Okay, so I just want to get get this straight. So you're essentially saying it was actually a big win for Miami because now you know you have a capable quarterback? Yes. Okay. They they finally have somebody to run the offense. And, like, Rozier proved he can play in big situations. All right. So um, I can see your argument there. I would make the argument that they should have never been in that situation with such a terrible team. But It's a rivalry game, dude. Honestly, like— Okay, okay. So— Should have smashed Texas. So I'm going to give you that argument that it's the rivalry game. But in the same sense, couldn't you say that his performance— only uh, was an outcome of a rivalry-like situation? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I, don't I, don't think, so. I don't think you can discount the argument one way and count it the other, though. I No, no, no. I'm saying is, like, regardless of who it was, like, big game, like big games are big games regardless of, like... But the thing was, you're losing, and it's a big stage. Like, you're on national television, and your team's relying on you, and the kid stepped up and just played out of his mind. He was attacking the Seminoles downfield. He wasn't dinking and dunking. He wasn't taking off running like a chicken. The dude was plowing the ball th- into their secondary. Like, yeah, but that was also against Florida State's D, though. I know, but e- either way, like Malik Rozier couldn't do that against an even worse pit team. Okay, okay, okay. I see and what I you're saying. Number two at that point was staring at a number one seed in the ACC, like home field sort of at the AC championship game and a shot to go to the college football playoff. And Malik Rozier essentially single-handedly took that away because he like the quarterback in Miami at least the past couple of years has make made made or break that team throw out the turnover chains and all the other players when Miami has a solid quarterback whether it's Bernie Kozar Ken Dorsey or Vin- Gino Toretta they have won titles that's what even Steve Walsh that's those are the quarterbacks that won titles in Miami when those got when they have a, tr- a good quarterback who has pro level potential I'm not talking backup. I'm talking like actually could start a game. I think Perry has that kind of potential. They are a danger, a different animal. And I made the point, if they played as inspired as they played against Florida State in the fourth quarter with Perry under center, I think they would have taken LSU out. I think it would have been a close game. I think they could have eased – I think they might, they might have squeaked out at one point against LSU. That's just my opinion because they their offense was anemic against LSU and they looked like they were just not ready because Rozier looked so like a deer in the headlights. Whereas Perry, the dude's yelling at his offensive coordinator to let him play. The dude has a little bit of, like, he almost right. like Brady level screaming on All right, on All right. I'll, I'll give it to you that it, it did help show the Miami fans that the, yeah. maybe there is a, a capable quarterback. 
I don't know. I'm still not changing my answer. I still think it was a terrible. Listen, uh, you can, but I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. Listen, keep down my canes. I'm going to tell you. Hey, I don't doubt him. I don't. Title game. I am telling you, Clemson better watch out for Perry. I'm just saying. Like, I don't can... doubt him. I've said that they would be in the uh, title game against Clemson. It's going to be a good game. So I don't doubt him at all. Um, all right. I do think this week was a a big loss for them, and um, I think it's good that you twisted it into believing that it was a win they went up in the rankings i don't see honestly it's fine to me as long as they didn't drop after a win like they did two weeks ago it's fine okay. my second big winner is texas and bear it i'm just gonna say it's the fact is they've got the hype train behind them again i'm not saying they're gonna be like a good they might be a two three loss team by the end of the season but they got the hype train behind them and now they have like they have this really big, like they have like some momentum. Not enough where it's going to be. I would 100 percent disagree. But like they, they're saying we're here, almost like Miami did last year no. when they knocked off Virginia Tech. It's kind of like what I would 100 percent like, disagree. Really? 100 percent disagree. Like I said, I think it's all flukes. I st- I do not think they're back. I do not think they're back. I think it's all flukes, and they're gonna get exposed as frauds. So, we'll see. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I've just lived in Austin for too long in my life to see this type of shit happen. We'll know when they're back, and I don't think this is it. But you don't – when they're back, they're not going to start out their season with a loss to, my, uh, to Maryland. They're not going to barely squeak by a win against Tulsa. That's, I'm not, that's I'm not Texas back being back. the conversation of being back, I guess, is a better way to put it. Uh, I just don't – look, I said from the beginning I think Tom Herman could bring them back. I don't think it's a coaching problem. It's an administration problem. So Charlie Strong is clearly a good coach. He was at all of his other coaching positions and still is a great coach. They have a problem. When they got rid of Mac Brown, they got rid of a head coach that can control their boosters and their administration and put them in their place like they need to. They overrun that program. The, the coaches do not run the program. Look at how good Tom Herman was as an OC at Ohio State. Look how good Tom Herman was at a school like Houston. And then he goes to a school like Texas where their program is run by their administration and their boosters, their big pocket boosters. And this is what happens. So, look, we'll see what happens. I, I think you're wrong. But we got to wrap it we'll up. We'll see. I mean, I, uh, we're going to see. Well, that's – that's those are my I, – honestly, that's like really why I, what I kind of – Go off because I agree with most of your your winners except for your losers for Miami. I think that of course <laughs> I, I'm not not even because I'm a fan. I Look, just think you like, make a valid point. I'll give you that. That was definitely a good argument, and I appreciate you forming that good argument. Yeah, and you almost conv- completely converted me. Not quite, but I've laid back now a little bit on on uh, where I would rank them as like four instead of five bear, or something. Bear in mind if. He plays like crap against Virginia Saturday night. Then your point is more valid than mine because then Miami still got another year to go with this. And team. that's and that's essentially my point is like this could also be a fluke because of a rivalry game. Is and he going to be like are, like the way I look at it? Is he going to be another Bernie Kosar who leads a team to the like the national stage as a freshman? Exactly. Or I've seen this gonna, happen too many times. Where like, or is he going to be Jacory Harris who literally has a great start to the season and then starts throwing interceptions left and right? Exactly. I don't know what's going to happen, but what I saw from watching so much quarterback play and have been playing football for eight for like sixteen years and watching it for sixteen years and just being a total nerd about it down to the X's and O's and everything else. 
His mechanics, his delivery, his accuracy, his poise, it blows me away. I haven't seen a type of quarterback like that in college that has not – I have not seen a quarterback that in college who hasn't gone to the pros. All right. It's like his mechanics, they're raw. But Last they're but not least, I, I do want to say I – I do not like to judge uh, uh, college quarterbacks' capabilities based on how they'll transition into the NFL. I don't like yeah. to do that because I think there's a lot of great college quarterbacks that do not transition into the NFL. Yeah, oh, every Alabama quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, this is pretty biased, but you could look at Houston when we had our last quarterback. You know, Greg Ward. Yeah, Greg Ward Jr. was such a good He's college. From the Eagles, by the way. Dude, he was such a good college quarterback, and that was fine. He, Everyone knew he wasn't going to transition into an NFL quarterback. He doesn't have the size, and it's fine. I appreciate him for his time in college, and that's all that matters. So that's my last thing. We do have to wrap it up. We got to, got to, got to get it go. Yeah, I know. Michael um, Bench last... got another one from the passer panel team. I'm about to blow a gasket. I, uh, I just want to give a shout-out. Um, everybody go listen to Undersender Podcast. Um Jared uh, here is always on that. You're on it last week as well, right? Or this I'm week? I'm on every week. I honestly may host with with Jake one of these days. I just, yeah. you know, my, my Wednesday ske- Tuesday schedule is so scary. Like I never know what I'm doing. Yeah, we. It's just a it's a long podcast with it's a collaboration with a bunch of different belly up guys that send in their takes. I specifically talk about the Texans. That's my outlet to talk about the Texans. Um, so definitely go check it out. Under Center Podcast. It's at bellyupsports.com or find them on Twitter, Under Center Podcast, stuff like that. You can find them anywhere. Um, thanks for coming on. No problem, Rattlesnake. I got you. And next time you want to disagree about a terrible movie, uh, you're more than welcome to come back on because I love it. I love it. All listen, right. hey, li- hey, listen, that wasn't a terrible movie, but I will. I will... <laughs> I'm, I was focused on Sterling Shepard getting blanketed by Jalen Mills, which is just beautiful to me. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you love Chairgating, check out my column, Clem's Corner Booth. Absolutely. Uh, I always pick the games. I always kind of go on a little rant at the end about something in football. I also love – I soon coming, I think, the end of November, I'm also doing my first podcast, which is going to be uh, same thing, Tyler the Corner Booth podcast. Uh, your boy over here, Rattlesnake, will come on regularly just because me and him always just have good banter. Yep. And, uh, man, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back. Dude, I love it. Next time you need me, just give me a shout. All right. Peace. Thanks, brother. It's over. Go home. Go. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 